So, if you've been in Rama before, or maybe you've listened, maybe you might have heard me speak of the Torah, of course, of the children. My own children, I often put myself in a very precarious position in terms of their future by quoting them various moments. But it's hard not to because it's really profound. Our children, a friend of mine has a Pirkei Yiladim, you know, that we have an ethics of the fathers in our tradition, and he kept an ethics of his children, kind of created a, a workbook of all the things his kids taught him. So, some of you heard Torah from Bear, and some of you heard Torah from Tal. Tonight there's a Torah from, second Torah of the night from Or, our 27-month-old little boy. He's now want to do things, and when he does them, he lets us know that he did them. And not only does he tell us that he did them, but he also tells us that he liked what he did. It's not an uncommon occurrence in our house for Or to come over to us in the morning and say, I did it. I really did it. About a whole manner of things. Or when he likes something, saying, I like it. I do like it. As if the repetition is to confirm that maybe we weren't sure when he said it the first time, but, or maybe he's discovering what it is to name a moment of power, a moment of, of achievement, a moment of something that was with his name. I did it. I really did do it. That moment is a profoundly important moment in his own self-discovery, and his own autonomy, and his own sense of his own agency. I did it. That sense of accomplishment, a sense of being proud of himself, being able to enumerate all of the things that he did. And of course, on the outside, any of us who would be sitting in the room after the first 10 times would be like, okay, that was cute, but now it's a little bit bordering on craziness. Do you really need to give us a list of all the things that you've done in the last five minutes? I did this, I did that, I did this, I did, I did, I did, I did. Who but a parent would actually find that enjoyable? It's kind of the verbal analog of having somebody rip out their iPhone now and go through every vacation picture until they find the one that, they, you know, where they're like waiting, you know, wait, I, I'm getting there, but look at this, isn't that cute, wasn't that? And look at that smile. So. It's a big deal. It's a big deal on some level to be able to say, I did it. And yet, many of us find that kind of bordering on boasting. If we were to be adults and we would walk around and be like, oh, I did it. Did you, oh, you see I did it? I, I did it. That was me. Oh, I opened the door to that cab. Did you see that? I did it me. And yet, in tomorrow morning's wisdom of the week, our weekly wisdom, the portion tomorrow is kitavo, when you'll come into the land, the Torah tells us, you are to bring what's called bikurim, first fruits. The ancient rite of first fruits was a profoundly religious moment. The pilgrim would come with a special basket called a tenna, very strange word, tenna, T-E-N-E-H, a tenna, bring this basket, and the tenna would be placed before the priest 
And then we have in the Torah tomorrow morning one of the oldest rites, R-I-T-E-S, one of the oldest rites in ancient wisdom literature, what the proclamation of the first fruits would look like. This proclamation, this actual rite that was to be read. A red rite. And here it is, the actual words. You'll come to the priest and you will tell him this whole piece. Come to, the, to God, to the holy place and say, I burned all of the holy things that needed to be cleaned out. I've also given my tithes to the Levite. In other words, I'm taxed well. I didn't avoid taxes this year. I've given to the almana, to the widow, and to the orphan, and to the stranger. And then this great line. All of the things you God, you sacred law, you priest, you Levite, all of the rules, I did everything you asked of me. Everything. I'm yelling because it's hot and people are falling asleep and I just want to wake you up. I do know what I'm going to say next. I do. I did everything you asked. I cleaned the house, I brought the first fruits, I placed the mirror on the altar, and then I'm going to tell you that I did it. Asiti, I did it. Kehol mitzvatcha shert sivitani is like everything you told me to do, I did it. And I didn't forget. The text says, you have to say, velo shachakti. Like, just stop for a moment, parentheses on the sermon. Really? I have to tell God, I, you know, I didn't forget. Of course you didn't forget. You're standing here. I remembered, clearly. We come before God in the mitzvah of Bikurim, in the obligation to bring our first fruits, and part of the obligation of being proud of our first fruits and offering them to God is to say, yes, these fruits belong to you, God. I didn't, I'm lucky to be living in this country. I'm lucky to have all the things that I have, but I can own something. I'm not just that I can own something. I am obligated to stand before the Holy One and in the most boastful posture say, yes, me. Everything you asked of me, I did it. I did it. I did do it. The great Rav Cook, the first chief rabbi of Palestine, Rav Avram Yitzchak Cook, the great mystic and philosopher and humanist and deep psychologist said, you have here a vidui, you have here a confession, but it isn't a regular confession, the kind that many of us will be taking part in on September 19th and 20th when we'll stand and say, what a schlepper I was. I missed the mark. I screwed up. I misstepped. I was egotistical. I was apathetic. I was jealous. I was small. I was angry. That confession, that vidui, we know. We know the sing song. That's a typical confession, a confession that is the most common form of confession it is the high holiday confession it is the acknowledgement of having missed the mark and Rav Cook said in reading tomorrow morning's portion don't forget that there's a vidui mashlim 
there's a confession that complements the I missed the mark confession and it goes something like this sometimes I did love sometimes I did be generous sometimes I did something that was wonderful sometimes I was selfless sometimes I didn't forget to do what was asked of me sometimes the vidui mashlim the complimentary confession and every year we arrive at this portion right before we enter the high holidays to remember that it is so hard to look at yourself in the mirror and be honest when the honesty's price of that honesty is self-loathing it is so hard to look ourselves in the mirror and be willing to admit our mistakes if we expect ourselves to be superhuman it is so hard to do the work of making amends when we can't even make amends with the part of us that we have loathed we bring our first fruits to that self we bring our first fruits to that child to that little person to that adult child and say we are going to really be honest and if we're going to be really honest let's talk about some of the good things you did because those will be what will hold you in good stead to hear and taste some of the bad medicine some of the painful medicine hard to imagine this but we studied this text from Rav Nachman of Breslov, the great, great, the great grandson of the Baal Shem Tov, the founder of the Hasidic movement. Rav Nachman said that we are required to look at each and every human being and see a nikudah tova, to see a good thing in them, to judge them favorably. Chayav adam. Ladunit kol adam shagamur. Judge everyone favorably. Then Rav Nachman in the 18th century dealing with people who were depressed and who thought that the only way to improve themselves was to beat themselves up. Rav Nachman in that text makes a profound turn and says, and even you, even you find a good nikudah, even you, even the reader, even the one who is responsible to see others in a good light, see yourself in a good light. Ahavnu we loved. Gamalnu chesed, we did some good things. There's no one so bereft, Rav Nachman says, that they can't walk in on the high holidays and say, you know what? I've done everything you asked. Maybe not everything. We fall short. Our first fruits are not always the best. If we were to count the number of times a day that we treat ourselves in a way that we would never allow someone else to treat a loved one. Painful. So what would that look like in the world? What would that look like tonight? If tonight, what it meant to be Shomer Shabbat, to observe Shabbat, would be that you would observe the number of times you give yourself the benefit of the doubt tonight. Try it for 10 minutes. 10 minutes of, you know what? Maybe there was a good moment there for me. 
So often we think that we will change the world outside and then it will be different. And so often our own judgments, our own shortcomings, our own self-criticism becomes the lens through which we perceive the world. Don't get me wrong, everyone. The world is difficult now. There are plenty of things to judge. There's plenty of work to do. But if we could spend a couple of minutes with ourselves over the next couple of weeks and imagine our favorite uncle, our favorite cousin, our best friend, imagine them soothingly speaking to us about all the things that we have to finish, all the work that we have to do, all of the avodah. Maybe that's what it means, tshuva me'ahava. That's maybe the meaning of returning through love. Returning through love. So in the name of two great human beings who were buried today, John McCain and Aretha Franklin, two human beings who on such a profound, profound level called us to our higher selves in many ways. Invoke their presence, invoke the presence of Chuvami Ava.